Here it is, episode 66, No Laugh Track Podcast. Uh, thanks to Circle of Heat for letting us play their tunes at the beginning, as always. And uh, if you can, if you're local in Minnesota, check those guys out. They play around all the time. They're on Facebook, just like we are. My name is Justin Severson, the host, and back with me once again is Mike Kaplan. Thank you for having me. Almost one year to the day, I just looked. Very close. It was September 12th. Let's do it. Never forget. Make sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is 66, that was uh, 16. Wow. Yeah. So you did 50 in a year. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I, did, I guess, yes, congratulations. <laughs> you, you did it. You only took two weeks off if it comes out once a week. <laughs> that's right, that's correct. That makes sense, two weeks of vacation, very American. You know, uh, Europe and other places, they, take a, they get a lot more vacation. They take it a lot more. Americans are into work. You're, you're right. I have like five jobs, actually. Do you? Yeah. Well, um, that's a lot of vacation then. <laughs> Each one comes with like two weeks off. That's 10 weeks off per year. Yeah. I'm sorry, you guys. I, I know this is my A job, my main job, but I vacation on my last one job, so <laughs> they run over. You get it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So you had a lot going on in the last uh, 364 days. Absolutely. Uh, I remember, as we talked about a little bit before we started recording here, I normally listen back to the first you know, time I've had a guest on. I didn't this time. But we don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Look, so, what happened uh, What happened leading up to last year? Let me try and uh, <laughs> recreate exactly what we talked about, just, you know, to remind you. <laughs> yes. No, I know we did talk about your podcast that mm. had not debuted yet. Oh, wow. That, you, is, that is something. Yeah, but it... You, it has you, since. Yeah, I know. I've heard some. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's called Hang Out With Me. And since then, it's also uh, moved networks. It is now on the Keith and the Girl yeah. uh, podcast network. You can get it at keithandthegirl.com slash hang, because it's called Hang Out With Me. Hang Out With Me. Or if you don't remember its name, keithandthegirl.com slash Mike, spelled the way that... You got you to remember something. You can't look. I, I, I mean, you can try just typing random letters, uh, <laughs> you know, like monkey... And, and, you know, like a, a million monkeys typing into a million computers will eventually find my podcast, uh, and it's, I have a new Shakespeare podcast coming out, so... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I have uh, my my podcast is real fun. I have on uh, lots of friends, comedian guests, musicians, uh, yeah, that sort of thing. I've listened to two of them now. Thanks. Two out of I don't know how many you've done. I so. think we just released uh, around like ninety two. Holy crap! About that. So I do, I do two about two a week. So uh, we're almost two. I guess, yeah, almost two a year, a full year's worth. No, I'm listening to some that were just posted, and they're, you're talking about, you hold on to them for a while before you release these. That was, I guess, sort of my, I'm like, you know, not not controlling or obsessive, maybe I'm those things, but uh, <laughs> maybe exactly that's what it's about. Like, But I think when I, when, we, when I was here last, I had started recording a bunch, and so I wanted to get like a good a, a padding, you know, a good cushion, just in case like, oh, if something goes wrong, if yeah. I, uh, you know, if I go on the road for months at a time, mm-hmm. and I don't have time to record more, I just want to make sure that I, you know, if I, I'm like, if they're going to come out twice a week, then they're going to come out twice a week, so I got to have a back. So I had initially, I, th- I went a little overboard on the backlog. Okay, uh, like I could have at le- initially released like three a week, but that sounds like crazy to me. Like, okay, here's guys, you got to listen to like two to three hours. Of <laughs> you stuff. love me, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, come on, come on. I like, I look, I'm I'm with me seven days a week. Look, I'm only asking for you, like for forty five minutes three times. No, so it's two time two times a week for only forty five minutes. Yeah. Each. Uh, you're a stickler for that 45 minutes, I noticed. I do. Sometimes, you know, if it, I, uh, at the very end of it, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start to wrap it up. If, if another amazing story starts happening, I'll be like, hey, save it for the, this bonus episode. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there have been, there was one time, so I'll do like a 45 minute episode and then usually a 10 minute sort of fake recap episode mm-hmm. after. So it's totally different. Uh, but one time I, my, my engineer was like, hey, I'm, I'm loading in the, 
I'm loading in the bonus ep- the satellite episode that accompanies the main episode. It also seems to be 45 minutes. Oh. Uh, instead of, I was like, well, is it us talking at the beginning and the end? And he's like, yep, it's the, well, I guess we just talked for 45 minutes instead of 10 minutes. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, I, so right now, I think yeah, the ones that are coming out were recorded a couple months ago, yeah, and that's uh, sort of like I, because I sort of like record them in spurts and bursts. Okay, uh, like I know some people it's great if they have like every week I sit down, I record it, and I release it. Like yeah. you, like I, I envy that. It's uh, inspirational. <laughs> Wish I could do it. Wish my life could be that boring that I know where I'm gonna be at any moment of every day of every week. But I'm a little, I'm exciting. You know, yeah, yeah. I live an exciting life. <laughs> So, uh, but yes, yeah. my boring life. I'm here every week, pretty much at one o'clock p.m. Absolutely, as you and I were 364 days ago. We indeed were. And then uh, the other thing you did when you were in town last time is you recorded the CD. I did. Yeah, that was uh, yep, super exciting. Uh, love, love being here. Love Acme. Love love coming back every time to talk to you, but also right, to do right, comedy right. shows. Uh, yeah, if you squeeze that in. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, recorded uh, a, a bunch of shows and. Uh, whittled them together and comedy central in this past june uh released it as a, an album called meat robot yes i bought it oh thanks for doing that so uh you owe me lunch oh, call I, it even is that how it that's weird that's like, bruce springsteen you owe a lot of people a lot of lunches uh-huh millions yeah. multi-millions oh man this guy he's bruce springsteen buys people lunch a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah uh i can tell you that I, I don't know. Was it normally priced five ninety nine? Because that's how much I paid last night. What? I know on iTunes or on Amazon. Amazon? Oh yes. wow! Uh, look, I'm not. I'm not really in charge of their uh, their pricing, but whatever is going on, I guess <laughs> <laughs> their prices are crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's certainly you know if you want a physical copy, then uh, you can go to my website and pay more than that. Uh, it's interesting. Some people are like you know, in, I've I've had I've sent some to Canada. I just sent one to England, and like those. Uh, those cost more to send them there. I mean, those and these people could just download it. Yeah, obviously for five ninety nine on Amazon. You know, it actually goes against what I normally do because I still like. I'm a hoarder to begin with, so you like physical things. I like physical things. Oh yeah, yeah. Even if I, you know, and it's not like how things used to be where I'm going to spend a bunch of time looking through the notes or everything. It's probably just you know my attention span's so short. It's probably like I look at it once and never again. Yep. But I still want it. Oh yeah. So, but this was like a uh, spur of the moment thing where I was looking stuff up about you, some uh-huh. new stuff. Understood. And uh, was on Amazon. It was like five ninety nine. I'm going. Well, this is a no brainer. I pretty much have to buy this. Now. It's actually it's more of a brainer. <laughs> <laughs> you used your. Yeah, I guess it's. A, you didn't have to use your brain. It's a little. You got it. It's a no brainer. <laughs> it's a knob brainer. <laughs> That's, uh, I could have done it with or without a brain. I would have bought it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. And uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll get you lunch here. I think they give it to me for free. <laughs> Perfect. I, I got. I got that coffee for you. <laughs> thank you. Right, just the right temperature, by the way. Absolutely. Right now, yeah. Uh, I read a review of it on. Do you read the reviews of your stuff ever? Anything uh, you do? Of course, mm, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I don't now read every YouTube comment that comes in on every. Yeah. That doesn't like, even count. Uh, but you know, for the for iTunes and Amazon, you know, they're not, when. Uh, I would love to get to the day where it's like, oh man, there's like too many reviews to read. Yeah. They come in, like when the, when it comes out, they come in at a manageable rate. Sure, and, sure. You know, so it's sort of like waiting for a friend to come over as a kid, be like, oh, is that their car? Is that, uh, another one, <laughs> another one. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, so certainly I've read, I've read some of the, most of the reviews. Yeah. I read a review of the, uh, of your CD 
uh, meet robot this morning and i like the way the guy put this he said uh if you don't like a joke just wait nine seconds <laughs> i'm sure you saw that one i i believe i did yeah and that's fitting yeah and if you don't like a review then i just read a different one you know <laughs> that was nice yeah it's just so every every nine seconds there's a joke and who knows uh if you don't like any of them just they'll be keep listening there'll be more quantity 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 <laughs> exactly exactly did you just finish uh were you doing the music just recently like on tour or uh, I was, why do you ask that? Let me, uh, were you doing the music? I want to understand where this question is coming from. Uh, because, it, uh, here's the really boring, truthful answer. Okay. I have Google alerts set up for every one of anyone who's appeared on this show. Okay, perfect. So in the last few days, I was going back to all these Mike Kaplan Google alerts, and there, there are many. There's, I get them too. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, there was, you know, there was some from a few months ago about, uh, look like you were doing some music, correct? Uh, I do, I do some music, I, at, around when I came here last year, I released a music comedy CD yeah. with my buddy Micah Sherman, yeah. which is called Please Be Seated. <laughs> and uh, I guess the the tour that I wanted most recently was with, Micah was on it for some of it, and then it was with my buddy Zach Sherwin, okay. the comedy rapper. He's been here once or twice, uh, formerly uh, formerly nicknamed uh, or rap named MC Mr. Napkins. You love it, love it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just Zach Sherwin these days. And so Zach and I are real good friends. We've known each other for a while. Uh, and we he lives in LA, I live in New York, and we're like, we want to do a, a tour together. So we put together a tour of, uh, we called it Tyrannosaurus, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, rolls off uh, the we, we can edit that. We, we just edit, edit it together. Tyrannosaurus Rex. We had t-shirts <laughs> printed up with us running away from a dinosaur. Uh, and it was super fun. Like We just went to mostly sort of like little... Uh, you know, like rock clubs or back rooms of places, like uh, one or two, you know, comedy venues. But like yeah. we're on the road for like two, two and a half weeks straight, just a di- mo- pretty much a different town every night. Yeah. Uh, and Zach does music. And then Micah came down and Micah and Zach do music together. And then Micah and I would do music together. And Micah also does some comedy on his own, some characters and stuff. So that was the most recent. Th- to answer your question, <laughs> were you on tour doing music? The answer is yes, if that's what you meant. It is. Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, it was All right. super fun. Fun. You right. guys missed a great tour. We're gonna <laughs> hopefully do something like it again next year. It was you didn't the, bring it here? Uh, I mean, I'm here. <laughs> Zach is not here. Uh, would love for would love to be here with him. Like, yeah, we we did the South last time. Uh, maybe we'll hit, swing through this way the next time. Yeah. And uh, no promises. <laughs> no, no promises. Uh, I'm here now. Come, come see me. What's the problem? Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll I'll do some of Zach's raps for you. <laughs> uh, and then Letterman, Ferguson, Conan. All those in the last year again, right? I yeah, I've been fortunate that uh, I think I've done Conan each year for the past three years. Holy crap! Uh, and then yeah, Ferguson has also been three times. I think one each the the past cut past three, and then Letterman I just did for the second time uh, about a year ago or a little a little less than a year ago. So hopefully I'll get to do the third one this year. But yeah, that one the second one was November last year. Okay, yeah. So since we've talked. Indeed. How was the? Uh, how was that one? Oh, it was, uh, the Letterman. Uh, super. Experience. I mean, the, the. I feel like that theater is sort of. Uh, you know, it's a. It's the the old Ed Sullivan theater. Yeah. It's. Uh, I feel like it. I think it has like the biggest capacity of all of them. So it seems like the fullest uh, audience, and it's just really such a nice like the setup. Uh, it's like. Not that any of that. Like, I love doing them all, but yeah, yeah, right. uh, there, there's something uh, real enjoyable about coming out. And like, there's no, you don't see the cameras, so it's it's just like they're in the back of the rooms. It's just like it's just like you're playing to this. Oh wow! Like real nice theater. Yeah, 
Very cool. Did you talk to Dave at all? Uh, yeah, he came over and said, uh, good job. And I said, thank you. So uh, <laughs> we shared a we shared a moment, a literal <laughs> moment. Yeah, I, he, that is the, the I, that's what I, similar thing to what he said the time before. I, I mean, I. It's enough to hear him laughing, you know, like yeah, to, yeah. Uh, ev- ev- when nobody else is laughing. Like well, it doesn't matter. At least this guy's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> people laughed at every. Well, a lot of people laughed at all the time. Don't worry, <laughs> everything's fine. That's uh, my insecure guy character. <laughs> right, right, very good. Um, today, actually, I know on your podcast, it's like I said, you don't really talk about what day it is or whatever. I have no problem doing that. So oh, today sure. is actually September 11th. Happy. Uh, the sadness. Yes, happy sadness. Do you remember where were you 12, 12 years ago today? I was in Boston. I was uh, in grad school and I was at, I was working at the Barnes and Noble Cafe. That's, uh, I had a job there for a number of years. And so it was, it was, you know, I think I was, I opened the place. So I was there at like eight in the morning. And then somebody, I remember like a worker came down and was like, hey, uh, something just happened. I don't know if it's like an accident or a thing. And uh, I was like, oh, and then like, I don't know, it happened again. So we're like, uh, uh, yeah. uh. So I don't remember. I, I might have gone home early that day. I think I had a, a girlfriend at the time and we just sort of, uh, you know, we're sad together. And uh, and now we're in, uh, sad apart. I mean, well, I'm <laughs> ha- no, ha- 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 happy apart. I'm happy now. Yeah, those uh, two things related? Or no? Oh, yeah. Like, probably that's what she was involved. And uh, <laughs> I, she was like, I have something to tell you. I... Uh, <sighs> Uh, no, uh, yeah. So it was obviously a uh, horrendous thing, and uh, great to talk about on a comedy podcast. <laughs> I'm just keeping a time. Oh yeah, yeah, you are absolutely right. No, I mean yeah. obviously uh, for anyone out there who has lost somebody, uh, my my heart, my the brain part of my, my the heart part of my brain goes out to you, uh, and it's. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm going to ask you something you know a lot about. Okay, please. Broccoli. Hmm. Hmm. Did you hear the latest thing? They're using broccoli as sunscreen. I did not hear that. Yes. How are they doing that? Uh, it says, uh, this is a story. I this found. is not about 9-11 anymore. We're, we're completely moving on. Perfect. Broccoli. <laughs> You've been told time and time again about the health benefits of eating vegetables, but one green veggie may be especially beneficial if you not eat it, rub it directly on your skin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, research assistant at the University of Arizona said that uh, sulf- uh, sulforaphane, sulforaphane, Perfect. Naturally occurring compound found in broccoli may prevent, uh, may protect the skin from harmful, harmful UV rays. Wow! So eating it doesn't do it. No, but rubbing it on the skin, man, that that's a good thing for if kids find this out. Take, hey kids, eat your vegetables. I don't wanna, but I'm gonna help myself protect from the sun. <laughs> kids, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, happy sadness and uh, don't eat your broccoli. Rub it on your rub it on your skin and then eat it. So wash. <laughs> Wash off, get nice and clean, then rub broccoli. Man, which part of it? Like the leafy part or the stocky part, I assume? I would guess it's the, uh, the leafy. leafy part. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's great. Do you know what I... Here's the number one favorite fact I know about sunscreen-related topics. I yeah. Know, I hope we didn't talk about it last time. But, <laughs> uh, I went to... I was at the San Diego Zoo years ago, and the guy... Uh, was It was right after Last Comic Standing, and so a fan of mine yeah. worked there and like brought me in... And he was like, hey, I work with the hippos. Do you want to come backstage at the hippos? I don't know if he called it backstage. but uh, <laughs> So I was like, yeah. And so I saw him like feeding hippos real up, up close. And he taught, taught me everything that he knew, you know, all the things about hippos that they tell people. And one of the things about hippos is they exude, they sweat. The, when they sweat, their sweat is uh, UV protectant. They have like a sunscreen-like uh, wow. sweat. Wow. Yeah. You didn't think well, it was going to happen? You didn't know it was going to happen? You didn't know how it was going to be sunscreen-related? And <laughs> Boom. <laughs> 
learn. Or, will it work on humans? Uh, I don't know. Did that. you take a little smear and put on your nose? Uh, you don't get close. To, I didn't get close enough because uh, you know hippos are some of the most deadly animals as well. Yeah, kill more than lions, I believe. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Probably because they look more cuddly than a lion. Oh yeah, you want to go up and, and hug them because you're like, I, I played with a pink one of you when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> I saw you dancing in a tutu. You know, right. oh it's beautiful. And then you're like, oh your mouth is wide open, and I can sit right in it and take a picture. Glomp. <laughs> they I, do they? I know the cartoon ones just have two teeth. They have more than two teeth, don't they? They do, I mean, I think they have those two like they have like real big ones. Yeah. But uh, I think two on top and two on bottom too. It's not just. Uh, but yeah, they, I think they have a number. More than t- two to four teeth. We t- we talked about you being a vegan uh, the last time. What? Who told you? Oh, I'm sorry. That's no, a secret. That's fine. That was off the that's record. Uh, just kidding. Um, just a, just a joke. How do you how do you feel about zoos as a vegan? Did I ask you that? That's a great question. If we talked about zoos, uh, then you might have. But uh, I actually, when the guy emailed me and say, hey, I work at the zoo. Do you want to come? And I was like, I literally don't know, number one, what I'm supposed to feel about zoos. Because for me, it's, I mean, I have, I don't, it's not that I quote unquote love animals. Like, I just, I don't want unnecessary torture happening. And so I'm like, are zoos, you know, good or bad or, you know, some combination? And so I I asked the guy, I'm like, how am I supposed to feel about zoos as a vegan? And he, like, number one, he like got me in for free. So I was like, worst case scenario, I'm not contributing, like, I'm not, you know, and he's like, so I'm I'm going there to learn and look and see, like, my being there or not being there has no effect on the greater, the zoo's bottom line, but also he said that that zoo in particular, the San Diego Zoo, what, they did, like, bring in a lot of animals that sort of, you know, when they were sick or would otherwise yeah. uh, be dying or not yeah. make it out in the wild, and then they would, like, nurse them back to health and sort of try to get them going and then would release them back in, and that they also were a, a great educational uh, you know, foundation and organization that, you know, uh, so ideally, I think he was saying that they did more, more good than harm, but certainly the idea of, you know, like, I mean, I'm not a pet person either. Like I, I think that, you know, certainly like living in a city, you know, having a dog that needs to like run around, like seems like a less ideal thing to do, but also (laughs) it's probably less ideal for it to be, you know, at a pound or in a a shelter where it's not treated, you know, yeah yeah I like ideally there should be the exact right number of animals (laughs) in the exact right place for them outside. I mean, also, you know, humans get along with dogs if they are and, you know, big farm or whatever. My kids won't be afraid of them anymore. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I am, I don't like to give money to places that unless I know that they're not using it for evil, you can never know that exactly right. all the time. No. But uh, but for sure. So had you been to a zoo? Not since becoming vegan. Yeah. Uh, I think not since be- like I became vegetarian in college, and I don't think this think that was my first trip to a zoo. Uh, you know, like ten years later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, only as a kid, I went to you know maybe the Bronx Zoo or the the Turtleback Zoo in New Jersey where I lived. Oh. Uh, I think that's what it was called, New Jersey. Yeah, I'm getting that right. <laughs> I remember uh, when, because uh, I grew up in, in St. Paul, and there's a there's a uh, public zoo there that uh, I mean, I have great memories of my dad taking me there as a kid, and uh, I remember being you know like in my twenties, and then first hearing like that people were against, like because I always thought it was so great, like no, you know, there's people that actually think this is terrible. Like, oh yeah, like, huh? What? But no, I have you know, they're so cute. Yeah, like no, like, I like being able to look at them whenever I want. Yeah, it's good for me. What's the problem? <laughs> I will say that that zoo, looking back, has changed considerably. You know, in the thirty years since you know, like I was a kid, and you, you know, and uh, did you watch Lost? Oh yeah. Do you remember when uh, the season where they were in those uh, 
the polar bear cages yeah where they just had you know like the very bare small bear, bear. not yeah there you go thank you, you got it thank you boom and uh that's the kind of cages they had at the zoo back when i was a kid it I was gotcha. like you know they had five feet 25 feet square different you know like oh i understand. they don't look as happy as they should be you know what's worse than a zoo though is a uh, kazoo that's uh, <laughs> annoying for uh, animals humans and everybody so i'm anti-kazoo <laughs> tell me about it uh, anytime my kids go to a birthday party they <laughs> come home with one that it seems up to, to uh it seems to end up in the back seat of my car and never leaves <laughs> perfect yeah perfect. just kidding i like them <laughs> I manufacture zoo, uh, kazoos. I'm They're actually uh, based on my own voice, so uh, <laughs> I get I get a lot of money every time a kazoo is That's a nickel. <laughs> I have another uh, food-based uh, story here for you. Please. Yes. Tell me. Hand-picked for you. Any story but that one. No, tell me that one. <laughs> right, we'll go ahead and skip that one. No, no. Oh, that's... Pre- pretending to skip it. Good impression of paper. People can't see. Thank you. <laughs> uh, artificial egg. Did you hear about this one? No. Yes. A radical artificial egg backed by PayPal billionaire Peter Thiel and Bill Gates goes on sale in U.S. Uh, supermarkets. Well, actually, they went on sale yesterday. Wow. It's made from plants. What kind of plants? It can replace eggs and everything from cakes to mayonnaise without a chicken ever coming close to the production process. Uh, Does it it's, say? Just plants. Uh, this, uh, this guy's idea was to mix uh, easy-to-grow plants that, when mixed together in the right way, replicate the taste and nutritional values and cooking properties of an egg. What does he use? Everything but the texture. Yes, yes. Hey, this tastes like egg, but it's like a brick. <laughs> Pretty cool. No, I mean they are getting better and better. Like the that's the thing. Like every certainly in the past ten years, like since I've been vegan, I mean the the quantity and quality of vegan like substitutes have got. I mean, number one, like I like vegetables, yeah. and like a lot of people sh- should. There's no shoulds. You can eat whatever you want, but you know <laughs> to live a healthy life, like vegetables should be involved in some way. Or mm-hmm. uh, again, I hate to say should, but uh, you know you can just. Eat your meat. I mean, Don't tell yeah. me how to raise my kids, fair, Mike. Fair enough. Uh, your kids will die. Uh, <laughs> that they will, but uh, hopefully not for a long time. If you feed them these eggplants, eggplants. That's a uh, weird. Yeah, these plant eggs. We already have uh, that name. Wait a minute. Eggplants, a different thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean the like f- fake cheese was like a big. You know, like it used to just be like, hey, look, it's the shape of cheese. Yeah. and tastes awful. And now like daya cheese or daya cheese, however you say it, is. Uh, like it's you know it's it melts it, it it serves the function of cheese in a much better like if you had the horrible cheese ten years ago then now you'd be like oh they've they're they're making it do they sell that shredded like my craft stuff I believe or? they do really yeah I think they have it in every form uh, possible so check it out I, I, I'm in I'm I'm interested I just want to know what it tastes like uh, not, I, I'm not making the switch no I understand but yeah. uh, I mean here's the thing is like if you ideally heading down the line they, they're making they're growing like sort of stem cell meat in labs and like uh, in yes in you you know, ten, in 5, 10, 20 years, like, they'll certainly, I think they're getting better and better. Like, the more money you have to throw at it, like, the nicer the vegan place that I go, like, the more it's just like, I don't even know, like, I've never tasted anything like this. It's just, that's delicious. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that meat uh, the that they made in England? With pro, them? I'm pro. I mean, like if it's if it's something that will ultimately be able to uh, replicate meat enough, you know, like if it gets better and better, that people if if you could have like a taste test and be like, I don't know which one's which, like this is torture and this one's not torture. Like if you know, it, all it takes is a few cells that you know you can extract, like 
some people might, I think you're the hardest core vegan might be like, no, it's still exploitative, man. Don't do it. But nobody really talks like that. But but there are people that might feel that way. But I think if it's actually going to lead to less animal suffering, you know, if if it's just like, I don't care. Yeah, I would totally eat uh, a thing that involved no animal suffering. There could be a day where you go through and get a, uh, when you order the Big Mac uh, extra value meal, you're asking for the real or not real. Yep. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and ultimately, I hopefully the this was there's an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer spoiler, but it was a very long time ago. You had a chance uh, <laughs> where she worked at this like double meat palace. It was the what? this fast food place. She oh. had a job, uh-huh. and the double meat was like they were like it's a patty where we take combined like uh, chicken and cow and mush it together. Enjoy your double meat. But then at the end, one of the the big reveal was like, oh, it's actually just uh, vegetables. Ah! Uh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, and so that that's I would love for that to happen to society. People would be like, oh, I'm not a oh, I'm gonna eat eat my Big Mac, uh, or I'm going to eat my Big Mac. It doesn't matter what voice you have. Like, I'm going to eat my Big Mac. <laughs> like, whoever you are. Was that, a, that was a pretty good Homer's, I'm going to eat my Big Mac. Not bad. Oh, man, I, I don't do impressions on purpose, but I'm going to eat my Big Mac. Uh, you do a little uh, uh, indeedly doodly on your CD. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> indeedly doodly. I can't do it anymore. It's done. It's gone. But uh, whoever's eating a Big Mac, I'd, I'd love for all of a sudden McDonald's to be like, just kidding, we switched. Yeah. That was like, there was a Batman story, like a, 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 a what if or an Elseworlds version of of, uh, I think, Superman and Batman were, like, extrapolated into the future and Batman had, like, taken over the, the the criminal empires of, like, somebody who had, you know, their fingers in, like, crime all around the world and they're like, oh my god, has Batman gone evil? And they can't, got to him and he's like, oh, actually, I, uh, I took everything over and now it's all legit. It's all good and we're all doing good things now. I'm just using these networks to uh, get grain to people, you know? <laughs> Whatever the case is. So that's what I want McDonald's to do, uh, hopefully. Uh, go for it, guys. <laughs> Wow. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm eat my Big Mac. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Uh, you're in your 30s. Correct. I'm in my 30s. Could be also true. It is. I believe you. It is. I trust you. Chris Porter was here last week. Why would you lie to me? Found out we have the exact same birthday. You and Chris Porter, same day, same year? Four, four years apart. Three oh, years apart. So, like, you have uh, your Olympic twins. Olympic twins. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, how, so, how did you enjoy hearing that, finding that out? I thought that was Made you feel good? Yeah. What is your birthday? November 27. Huh? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, be, There's be other people born that day. Yeah, it's, uh, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, what are you, some sort of uh, person that was born then? Great. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you got some loyalty to November? What's yeah, it? mine's October 7th. There so, we go. Uh, I, send, send me something. I'm going I'm going to. I'm going to. I so I have this I have this thing here. Mm-hmm. Here's a list of things you did in your twenty. So we're gonna have to look forward here. Well actually you, I want your opinion on you this. Okay, I'll give you my opinion. Uh here are ten things you did when you were twenty or may have done. You, you don't know exactly what I did. These are just things that people have know. done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just people. Okay, so what do I have to do? Uh tell that you? you'll regret when you're forty. Okay. So I'm gonna I'll just uh, I'll read you some of these. And I'm just saying yes or no? No, you're gonna just have your opinion. What okay, would, got it. You know, how dumb are these people? What would you do if it was you? Fair Is enough. it you? Okay. You got me. Got it. Number ten, body dumb. Okay, sorry. <laughs> body piercing. Oh, uh, uh, I have, I personally don't have any piercings. I did get a tattoo for the first time when I was, I think, two years ago. So in my 30s, I got my first tattoo, and then I got another one, or I sort of expanded on it. And I do think, I like the idea of, I used to be like, hey, don't do your body. It's going to forever, you yeah. know? But part of, here's the thing. Number one is, it's not forever. You die, and then it's gone, and who cares? But uh, the, and when you're old, like, research shows that people who are old uh, are actually happier in general than people who are, like, you get, 
you sort of you lose your ego. Like it's everything. Who cares? Mm-hmm. So if you're like you're, people are like, but when you're old, you're gonna regret it. Like I don't think if you have regrets, it's not gonna be that you pierced a thing. And like I mean, most piercings are undoable. Like most most will heal heal up. Like the ones that I look at that I'm like, ooh, I wouldn't do that. Is like when they get you know the the giant you know the plug the giant yeah, yeah, holes yeah, in the ear. Yeah. Like which it, obviously I I support. You can do anybody can do whatever they want, and I cannot do whatever yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. want. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think people will regret, I think people will be like, well, look at old people, like, it, kids, you know, 50 years from now, will look at old people that are super pierced and be like, mm, stupid old people with their piercings, we, we don't do that. No, you know? we, we cut off limbs. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 we, we turn into animal parts, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we, we just like transmogrify, like, we put animal stem cells into our eyes. And, exactly. Yeah, you had to get plastic surgery to look like a cat, I was born half cat. <laughs> I have feathers. Yeah. Fuck you. So, uh. You know, I support people doing what makes them happy in the moment, and uh, piercings don't seem that crazy to me. Uh, I think I heard you tell the story about your tattoo. Do you mm-hmm. mind telling that right now? It's a good one. Uh, depends. Uh, the uh, the I, th- I tell it on stage too. Uh, sometimes the like a girl drew a heart on me. Yeah, is that the one that you're referring yeah, to? Yeah. yeah. So a girl that I was dating drew a heart, and she had some tattoos, and they were really cool. Like, and I think the point, the, the idea is don't don't just get willy. I mean, get willy nilly tattoos if you want. You know, get uh, the word nilly tattooed on your willy. Have a good time. <laughs> uh, but you know, I think I think you know for something that will be a part of your life for a while. Like uh, for me, it's important that it means something for a while. Like, and this is a girl that you know, like when I'm whenever I'm in a relationship and I feel really good about it, I'm like, oh, this this is something that could last. This is something that I'll want to remember. And so she drew a heart, and I got the heart tattooed. And I obviously knew, like you know, when I got married, I was like, of course, you know, this marriage might not last forever. I was like, of course, the girl who drew this heart might not be what she is to me forever but a heart like love that means something right and then when we broke up i was like oh, i'll just get a robot tattooed around this heart so i had she meant something to me and she drew the heart my good friend uh sam uh who i've known for 20 years we went to summer camp together and we're roommates now and uh you know i'll be friends with him forever uh he drew he he conceived of the robot and i was like make it to the hearts in the middle and so now i have a <laughs> robot with a heart in the middle of it that uh you know that two people that i care about or have cared about yeah. uh or participated in and yeah. so i feel like every tattoo that i get will be meaningful if i get more yeah yeah uh i, I think that's really cool actually how about this? I'm sure you have plenty of these out there. The back to our list here. Sexy internet photos. You know, that's something that I I I do say that number one, like when people, especially obviously in recent days with like the Anthony Weiner uh quote unquote debacle, like I remember he recently somebody was like, You're a deviant. He's a deviant when in fact he is like literally like at least according to the new cultural context, like statistically not deviant. Like so many people are taking pictures of their genitals, sending them to people mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, in in 20 or 30 years, it will be weird if people don't ha- if, if you can't find pictures of the president's penis. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like how did how did this guy get to get it? What, what had happened He's, in his life? He must what be he, hiding something worse. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. for me, like I, I legitimately have never taken a picture of my penis. I would probably if I was in a situation where a woman wanted it, like uh, a, a woman actually, I've had a few people send me like, you know, either naked or sexy, like almost naked pictures, but uh, and that's not not that I don't enjoy like visually stimulating things, but I do. I am more turned on by sounds than yeah. sights. Yeah. Like if I had to have only porn audio or porn video, I would choose audio. Really? Absolutely. 
uh, I don't know if it goes back to the first time I like perceived porn. It was like the Spice Channel, but it was all scrambled. Oh, of so course. I only could hear it. But also, is that I, true? Yeah, I mean, I've been a musician my whole life as well. So like, you know, auditory things have. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, I I like seeing helps and getting around the world. And I'm definitely like, you know, when I'm involved with a lady, I like her to be, you yeah. know, an appealing looking. Quit trashing lady to on me. vision, would you? I uh, know vision's fun, <laughs> but uh, you know, masturbation makes you go blind. So why not just be <laughs> blind to begin with? Uh, but uh, but yeah, I. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> There's no pictures of you out there. No, I well actually here the, I I've done comedy naked. Uh, there was a naked comedy show in Boston, and so I did it there for a number of like months or a couple years probably, like every month. Uh, Re- really? Oh yeah. Uh, I guess we didn't talk about this last I don't, year. I, if, yeah. it's, it's not something I talk about all the time. But I don't uh, know that we did. So yes, yeah, so there's a guy named Andy Ofeish, uh who lives in Boston, and he became. Uh, sort of a nudist or a naturalist and also became a comedian and wanted to combine uh, his two passions. And so he did a monthly naked comedy show and then took it to New York, took it to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And he tra- he would he tried to get as many people that, you know, to do it. As, it was, obviously, you could understand not everybody would want to do it. And I didn't want to do it for a time because it like be- I guess I don't have to explain why because because like, yeah, because uh, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> but. After I thought about it for a while, I guess a friend of mine did it and was like, man, it was an amazing audience. Like, it was a great sized audience. He paid 50 bucks. He did something, you know, like it was, you get a cut of the door, whatever it is. And I was uh-huh. like, huh. And then the part of my my mind at the time that was a comedian that was like, I need as much stage time as possible. I want to make a living at doing this. I want, like, it's a good audience. And who can, what, is, what do I actually fear about showing my body? Like, because I don't mind, I didn't mind my, I, I've always thought my body was like, at least fine, you know. Adequate, like, yeah, it's acceptable. Like I'm not sh- like the guy who ran the show. He has literally the the smallest penis that I've ever seen. Oh, uh, and par- I think that's part of why he got say, into I bet it. It's part of it, yeah. Uh, like you know, therapeutically, you know, for you know, if, I assume that say you don't get naked in front of people, and then you go on a date and like it's going well, and then you go home. Like the the moment the the moment of potential dread that you have, like oh my god, they're she's gonna yeah. see it or feel it, yeah. and then be disappointed when in fact like research shows that people who have the small smaller penises actually provide women more pleasure in general uh because they're trying harder because they they do other things like the penis legitimately isn't everything my buddy's dad uh, said the same thing about fat chicks mm-hmm. they try harder yeah i i understand so tiny men and giant women yeah. <laughs> they get have the most fun together Apparently. i would assume but yes yeah, so this guy i mean so now he's just out there and he's he's showing people what he has and what he does and not being ashamed about it and making jokes about it and he's like i have a, a huge cock but uh, most of it's inside you know right, right. Uh, right. and so like if people you know it's not just to get women it's not but if there are women that are attracted to him like they see everything that there is to see yeah and like there's you know no horrible surprises so for me you know i have uh you know uh, not the smallest, uh, and I'm like, there's nothing, nothing to be ashamed of here. So yeah. I was like, what am I worried about? What am I afraid of? You know, people always talk about like comedy. You're so brave, and this, wow, getting this is even. Yeah, you're so exposed. Just getting, yeah, like vault your soul. And he always makes sure he comes in out and hosts the shows. And he's like, I just want everybody to know, you know, this is literally naked, not just like, oh, these comedians, they're exposing their vulnerabilities. No, they're exposing their genitals, literally, <laughs> uh, and maybe their vulnerabilities as well. Right. So, but once I did it the first time, and then I did it the, the second time, I was like, oh man, this is it's weirder for the audience. Like, it's for me, I'm just eventually just doing a set. I'm doing the same set that I would have done otherwise and yeah. if there's people you know maybe they're staring at your genitals for a little while but then that gets boring and they're listening and like so it's it's a really weird thing uh that i was like oh 
people always like, encourage you to get out of your you know discomfort get you know get out of your comfort zone right, right, right. and uh, so I'm always constantly trying to expand my comfort zone I'm like what I guess I can be comfortable doing this because what is the worst that happens like maybe people people laugh I want them to laugh people yeah. like think I'm ugly that could happen anyway people you know reject me I get rejection all the time people take pictures of it it ends up on the internet like they do their best to make sure that that doesn't happen but even then worst case scenario like look I don't care I know who I am one time they had so the point is one time there uh, there was a photographer that was coming and they were doing a story on it for some local paper yeah and they were like uh, the guy Andy asked hey does anybody mind who minds if they take pictures like obviously they won't it's not going to be anything like full frontal that right, can't right. be shown. But I was like, yeah, go ahead, take a picture. There's like a picture of me sort of like I think mostly from like the middle of the leg, you know, up to, you know, the rest of my body from sort of behind. So it's like, you know, my naked ass and the rest of my <laughs> naked torso. Uh, and that was online for a little while. And I think I asked them eventually to be like, yeah, let's get that down. Uh, but it's take pro- that down. I'm trying to sell it. It's probably <laughs> still out there somewhere. If you if you Google enough pictures of me, I'm sure if you go down far enough, you'll find <laughs> that it's cached somewhere. Somebody saved it. Somebody posted sure. it but yeah so that's out there and uh yes naked pictures eventually nothing to be ashamed of everybody will have them yeah 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 that's a great story thanks <laughs> uh dumb question women did that uh comedy show naked as well uh not a dumb question certainly more men there were definitely mormons on the show no uh <laughs> it was mostly men every show i think he would definitely try to get women there's a few stand-up comics that did it that were women uh, but then also there were a few like naked female clowns that did it. There were these people who did like clowning in Boston. And so I know, I know of at least like five women that would regularly be on the show. Naked clowning. Yep. Only wearing a nose. Just the nose? Pretty much. Wow. I wonder, does that make it less scary for people that are afraid of clowns? I do not know. <laughs> I got another one on the list here. People uh, regret regret twenty or uh, regret in your forties, you did in your twenties. Getting married too young. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I guess I got married in my twenties. Yeah, and I got divorced in my twenties. Yeah, uh, I don't regret it. I think that if people put, I mean, I, because it was a, it was a relationship, it was a learning experience. Like I do think that. So I don't I don't recommend it. I think that people sh- you can get the requisite experience being with a person, like you know, being in a long term relationship, being in a number of relationships, learning how you are as a person and how you are interacting with another person, living with another person. Like, I think the ideal is to, you know, have whatever assortment of naturally length relationships. Like, don't, I wouldn't assume that you meet somebody in high school or college and that, oh, this is it forever. Like, you know, the fantasy that, uh, you know, Hollywood or fairy tales. Fairy tales. To believe. Um, And for me, it wasn't that. It was just that for me, I got married because I'd been in a series of sort of like serially monogamous, you know, year-long commitments. And after a year, be like, well, that's enough of that. You know, you get to that, you sort of runs its course. And with the woman that I married, it hadn't run its course. And I was like, oh, I guess that means it's going to last. That's it. You make it past a year forever. And then I learned after three years, you're like, oh, maybe there's this series of humps that Uh you have to get by. Yeah. Uh, And maybe one of the humps is uh, no humps, you know, and... uh, (laughs) Uh, whether you know that's a, a silly joke, but you know y- you learn that relationships are you know they do take work after a certain point of time. Yeah. Like I had up until that point been like, oh, we get suck the fun out of the relationship, and then once the fun is gone, we're like, well, well, then do we care about each other as people? Do we want to stay together? Uh, so now, I, I mean, I certainly know a lot more about myself as as pertains to you know right. what I want in a relationship, in another, in a partner, and uh, it's. So certainly the marriage uh, didn't do anything to like I don't, I'm not damaged by it like I don't think that there's as much of a stigma anymore about being no. divorced like 
certainly, I think there's more more of a stigma if somebody's like in their 40s and has never been married than was married once. That's you a know good point. I mean? That's like, a really good point. If you're in your 40s and had no, no I mean, you've had, if you had relationships, obviously that's the same thing. Uh, I mean, you know, it's I don't think don't judge anybody based on a category of oh wasn't married, was right. married, you know, divorced, not divorced, widowed. Oh, what'd you do? You killed her? You know, what, what, <laughs> like judge judge a person. You based, didn't kill your no, not oh, at all. Okay. She is alive, as far as I know, as of this recording. <laughs> right, right in, Laney, right in. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, she yeah she we are friends. Uh, we're on positive terms, uh, good terms together. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that judge people based on you know who they are as an individual. Like I think using you know their past relationship history and what they reveal about where they've been and what they've done and who they've been with and whether they are close with their exes, what how many relationships they've had, what types of relationships. Like those are you know things that you can use as cues or clues to determine like whether somebody's a positive partner. But that that wasn't the question. Yeah, no regrets. You st- uh, still still a lovely lady in your life. Uh, right now, uh, yeah, I'd yeah there are. Uh, let me let me go. Yes, she is. There's there's people are lovely and uh, and they're in my life. And um, I broke up with a I guess the last girl who was my girlfriend like for an extended period of time. We broke up in February of this year. Oh, uh, she is lovely still, and we are still friends. So she is still in my life. I dated people for a while. Uh, we probably talked about my you know uh, tendency towards non monogamy right. last year. I think I don't you know I don't even know if we did. I don't even know oh. if we got to that. But well, yeah. That, so yeah. there's more than one maybe going on right now. Uh, well, right now there is generally one. There is one person who I am seeing for the most part, and uh, we are we're in a situation where like she she heard this she knew about me like when we met she's like oh this is a guy who I don't think I'll want to be in a serious relationship with because uh, I she's like I ultimately want monogamy and but she's like I just got out of a monogamous thing maybe this will be fun it'll just be fun to hang out right. and be together and so that was you how- must get those. You must have those girls coming up to you all the time, right? Uh, I mean, I'm. I've always that know I've, your reputation, like as a you know. Like, there have been people who've listened to me on podcasts that are like, yeah. I, I mean, I've been with a few people who are in open marriages uh, who are like, hey, let's let's just have a good time, or yeah, certainly people who appreciate honesty. Like I had another girl who I I sort of stopped seeing recently uh, that I was seeing casually, uh, and I told her that I was starting to see somebody more seriously. So, uh, uh, and she was like, I really appreciate. Uh, the honesty, like the whole time, you know, I was never like, I was never misleading her or telling her that she was the only one or were we heading in a direction? I wasn't leading her on. And she was like, I really thought that I didn't like casual sex relationships, but it turns out I just didn't like being lied to. So she's like, thanks for telling me everything. And I wish you, you know, the best and we're still friends. And like, that's the thing is like, you can just be honest about what you want at any point. Like, and the thing is I've told people like, I'm, you know, I like the idea of ultimately being in say maybe one relationship that lasts for a long time, but also knowing that, you know, you're going to be attracted to other people throughout life and that it doesn't mean that you don't love the person that you're with. If you, you know, flirt with or act on, make out with, sleep with like, you know, yeah. somebody once, you know, once in a while, one, you know, yeah. and it's up to each individual couple or, or partnership or, you know, each, each conglomeration of people to determine what they want for themselves and what they want from each other. And so the, per- yeah, so the person that I'm, you know, that I'm seeing now, uh, I, I told her, I was like, you are the, I mean, the, the way that my mind used to work is like, you know, relationship, date a little bit next relationship you know mm-hmm. and so my mind still sort of works like that. i'm like oh this is a person i want to be in a relationship with but she's at a point still where she's like i don't want a relationship so i'm like it's sort of perfect for both of us i'm like wow. i want you to be my girlfriend and uh, and you want to be single so like so like, you'll be and she's like okay well this is a fun thing that we when we were talking about this and we're all completely she's like i'm, I'm happy to talk about this she's like i'm not in a place where i want to be i don't know if we're in a relationship if we're in a you know B, capital r boyfriend girlfriend situation right. yeah uh 
she's like, I don't, you know, when, if, if it's going to be open, like, I don't know how that, so I go, I can be like, I want to have sex with you, but I have a boyfriend. I'm like, okay, so you don't, you don't have to say that. Let's, <laughs> so you don't have a boyfriend, but I do have a girlfriend. How about that? Like, you're my girlfriend, but you have no boyfriend. So yeah. she's like, so I get to be single. And I'm like, and I get to have a girlfriend. So that's, that's sort of like wow. the, the joking last conversation that yeah. we had about it. Uh, but yeah, she's, uh, she's actually, I don't know when this is going to air, but she's coming. She'll be hanging out, uh, for a couple days, uh, over this weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, people may hear this uh, hours from now as okay. we sit here. Yeah. Uh, well, then, people, if you listen to this, then and you see me with a girl this weekend, it's probably her. Could be. It, it, Let's uh, not guarantee. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I said it could be. I said it probably. Could be. Probably. So honestly, Mike, you must have like uh, the, you know the people that hear you on podcast or whatever uh, and talk about this stuff. You must really like have uh, couples or ladies coming up to you going, "Hey, I'm," uh, you know. I mean, does this? Ha- I I mean. You know, I'm not. You don't have to make it sound like you know, like like uh, you're, um, you know, Mick Jagger on the road in the '60s, but um. Mike Jagger. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, certainly I'm not that, but I, I have. You know, there have been times like when I've been, you know, when I've been single or when I've been in a rela- you know, my last relationship where we were both authorized to, you know, have have whatever fun we wanted to, and then as long as we still reported back and cared about each other and made sure that we were on the same page. Uh, yeah, there was there have been times where, you know, there's uh, a girl here, a girl there, like, you know, here, a girl, there, a girl, <laughs> everywhere, a girl, girl. Uh, no. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoy, like, I mean, my job involves traveling a lot, meeting different people, performing in front of people, like, sort of, you know, getting to know people. And people are listening to, you know, me slash getting to know me via my podcast or appearances on other podcasts. Uh, that is the thing that happens sometimes is like people are like, oh, wow, I like I, I already kind of know you. And I'm like, and you're and you like me and you're cute. So yeah, yeah. let's make out. Yeah, absolutely. Podcasts are the ultimate dating service for you if you wanted them to be. It's there. But the podcast, the ultimate aphrodisiac. <laughs> Aphrodisiacast. Uh, regrets in the 20s not finishing school. You finished school. Almost didn't. Uh, and might have actually not done it in my 20s. I my, my, it was right around, I went to grad school. Oh, okay. Right, right after, yeah, I finished college at age 21 and then went to grad school immediately and then finished all my classes but didn't write a thesis for another five or six years. Oh, so wow. finished, yeah, it was probably, uh, yeah, probably at least 30 when I finally got my master's degree, which I almost didn't. And, but, and wouldn't have regretted. That's not that long ago. Like, oh like yeah, I last was, comic standing was in between. Like, uh, last comic standing was 2010. I got the masters finally in 2009. Oh, okay. Right so after, just I'd, before that, yeah. or actually, it might have been late 2008 because yeah, that's what it was. I had just turned 30. I moved to New York uh, mid 2008. Left left BU where I was in grad school, and my, my advisor was like, "But you should finish." And I was like, "Ah, but I'm moving, and I cost more money." They're like, "We'll pay for you to be in one more semester. You can do it from New York, and here's a research project that you can help me on." And so she made it real, wow, real simple. She wanted to help, and she did. And so I finally got that degree that my parents are happy about, and also I don't use, and doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed the learning. Like that's the part of it for me. I didn't care about this this research. I don't care about I, if I could have just had a test that was like, "Hey, what did you learn as, in this master's program?" That would have been great, but that's not how it worked. But yeah, I loved like learning about linguistics, which is what I studied. Right. Uh, and so that's, I mean, I got the knowledge. I'm like, I have the knowledge. I got the experiences. I don't care about the piece of paper. You don't have to bring your diploma to Acme when you come every year. I hope not. <laughs> you didn't bring it? I oh, did not. Okay, okay. How about bad credit? Did you screw up your credit in your 20s like I, I did? I did not. I, I, that is something that I assume can be uh, uh, an issue of... You know that not. I feel like regret is only useful in as much as 
uh, it can help you not do the things that you didn't want to do that you know caused trouble in the past for mm-hmm. your present. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I assume bad credit. Like, I was sort of raised in a, I don't know if this is a typical Jewy fashion that, you know, I was taught as a teenager, like when I got my, my grandmother gave me a credit card that was linked to her credit card. And she's like, you can buy like a tank of gas on this every month. And then, in, and then we pay it off at the end of every month. Like I was taught when you get a credit card, you pay it off at the end of every month. Yeah. Because no, one that way, to, no one had that talk with me. Because they're like, yo, that, it doesn't cost anything then. It's, you're just buying it. And in fact, you actually make money. Like, I would never buy – I've never made a huge purchase. Like, I've never bought a house. Uh, when I've bought a car, like, I had enough money. I bought a car, like, outright with, uh, you know, just cash mm-hmm. uh, or a check or whatever it was. A credit card, hopefully. Briefcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cash. yeah exactly. But um, I – so when I got my first credit card, I would always – I could I could have always just gotten cash out and bought things. But there were my I was sort of, you know, taught, raised to be like, oh, build credit, gain credit, use the credit card, you know, so you'll increase your credit limit and pay it off so they'll, they'll know. I mean, they don't want you to do that. Obviously, they want you to be right, delinquent until right. you give them more and more money. But, you know, this way, uh, I would put stuff on my credit card and then I would pay it off the next month. I would have my money in the bank gaining more, you know, interest for me every month. So I wouldn't have to pay it. I wouldn't have to use my cash. Uh, so, yeah, that was something that I was – and then my parents were also like, you should get an IRA, you know, like a retirement account. So in college, I started I, – I began uh, planning for retirement that I don't even think – I don't think I will retire. Like, it's weird now. I'm like, oh, I keep putting money in it, but when am I – I guess I just – at some point, I'll just be like, I guess I'll take the money now. Once you lose the touch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when people stop hiring me. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, comedy is a thing that I – you know, obviously, there are people doing it into their 60s, 70s, 80s. Hell, Don Rickles is coming to town. Yeah. He's like 90 probably. Yeah. It's insane. I mean – like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You could be incapacitated, could you know have some debilitating disease. Like, so it is useful to plan for the future. But also, I I do like to take some of the money that I make and uh, give it to people uh, that can that are debilitated now. So uh, I guess uh, that's not an answer to your question. Yeah, uh, don't don't get bad credit, everybody. <laughs> uh, keep money, save money, make money, get good credit, and uh, keep it for yourself some, and donate it to people who are getting malaria. <laughs> That was real Jewy of you to say. I malaria. <laughs> uh, all right, I got one more here. I want to ask you about. Fair enough. All right, uh, this is a. There was a poll that was conducted about a celebrity you'd like to bring back to life. I saw it. Yeah, remember the winner? Uh, it, I know Steve Jobs came in second. That is correct. And the winner was. Hold on, uh, it's a quiz, and it is. It's not Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston were later later down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there was a lot. Of, like James Gandolfini was on there. Yes. it's pretty uh, silly. Uh, I mean, so, it's sort of like not the the great. It's not Jesus wasn't there. Nope. Uh, didn't no one even suggest who was number one? Princess Diana. Oh, that's right. Of course, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean Steve Jobs. I I said this on another show I went on once. Uh, like it should have been they should do Steve Jobs because he has the greatest capacity to probably come up with technology that will bring back the rest of them. You know, brilliant. What I mean? Why not get him involved in a, in a program that I call iTunes? <laughs> That's wonderful. I appreciate it. Anybody else you'd like to bring back? Oh, I mean, I guess Jesus would probably be a good one to be like, now, what did you actually say and do? Uh, we would, like, there's a lot of people putting words in your mouth these days. <laughs> uh, it would be super duper if you could clarify. If you could fact check this for us. Yeah. Here's, here's what I think you said, and then here's what the telephone game has resulted in. That's very funny. That's super funny. Mike, thank you. Oh. What else is going on in uh, the next year? We should, we, you know... Well, uh, since I, I recorded and then released the, the last album, I have, uh, in April of 2013, I recorded a new special 
slash album that are right now being I'm it's unclear when and where they're going to be released, but they're going to be they're being shopped around to different what networks. Is it, what is it called? Uh, that one will be called Small Dork and Handsome. Yeah, I saw some about that today. Uh, well, wow. Well, yeah. thanks for looking at that. But yeah, it is. So it is. It's in the can. It's recorded. It's edited uh, for the most part, and uh, will be. So look for that at some point. And then the next. Uh, so now, now I'm working on the next comedy. Uh, which is mostly about not wanting kids and determining uh, where I land on that, which is mostly not wanting kids. Uh, <laughs> okay. And so that's what I'm, while I'm at Acme this weekend, uh, talking extensively about that, veering off into some talk about uh, drugs, tattoos, gays, you know, the, the general things, sure. uh, my, all the things that I'm pro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pro drugs, pro gays, pro tattoos, anti kids. Uh, <laughs> keep kids away from all those things and me. That. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm doing that, doing my podcast, yeah. um, just doing you know doing shows. Check my my website, my schedule. I, hopefully, it'll just keep releasing uh, content forever until death and beyond. The uh, two episodes of your podcast that I have heard, uh, I didn't I didn't know of either of your guests, and uh, now I want to check more. I want to know more about them. So oh, great job, super. Well, thank you. That's yeah. that's my. I mean, the goal is to for us when I do it to have fun in the moment. Like literally, I named it because I love hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I've done other people's podcasts, I'm like this. Like, look, we don't know each other other than we've talked for now two hours. Yeah, uh, but it's it's fun to do. It's yeah. fun to get to know another person mm-hmm. uh, and learn about them and you know things that you know you ask me questions that you you were expecting one answer. You're like, oh, he'll talk about this, and then we found out totally different things. Exactly. And uh, so yeah, that's it's great. I, I'm happy to you know introduce uh, people that I think are funny and friends or interesting in whatever way uh, to people who care about me and listening to me. So yeah, I love doing the podcast. I uh, love uh, working with Keith and the girl on it, and I love you know just doing comedy and releasing comedy. And uh, another thing that I just started doing is working on. Uh, I'm doing some warm up comedy for uh, Kamau Bell's show, W Kamau Bell's show on FXX. Oh really? Uh, totally biased. Yeah. So uh, I just did it my first one this week on Monday, and I so when I go back, I'll be doing that. Uh, a few days here and there. There's other people doing it as well, but so that's a show I recommend checking out. And you, anyway, you, you hear all the laughter on it. Uh, sometimes that'll be because I warmed them up to <laughs> to laugh that much. <laughs> Do they put your credits, your name in the credits at the end? I actually have. That's a great question. I should. I mean, they send me a check. That's all. That's all that I. Them. That's all like I care about being uh, an important part of a a show that I think is like saying. So, you know, he's Kamau is uh, super smart and he's, funny. Yeah, yeah. And he's saying great things. The, mm-hmm. day, the day that I was there, Chris Rock was the guest. Oh. Wow, uh, he is you know, one of the producers of the show, yeah, yeah. and uh, always amazing to you know. So I was a part of a thing that he is uh, a part of, and uh, so that it's just a thrill to be involved with a ton of my friends that are funny comedians, are like writers, and appear on the show too, like Aparna Nancherla and Hari Kondabolu and Janine Brito and Guy Branham and awesome. uh, Dwayne Kennedy. Like all these people are, they're doing a fabulous job, and so I'm thrilled to be a part of that. So uh, you won't see me. Uh, I mean, maybe you'll see me on it, on it at some point. <laughs> Uh, Zach Sherwin, who we talked about, yep. uh, he made his debut, his television debut, uh, doing rap on the season finale of it last year that you can still see. Look look him up. It's a, it's called Grit and Grin, the song that he did there. Oh, okay. He raps without moving his teeth. He he clenches his teeth, <laughs> he grits his teeth, and then can and raps like a ventriloquist. Wow. It's uh it's pretty impressive. So there's uh there's a I mean, i I'm just happy to no talented people, be involved with them, and get to do comedy. Sorry to be so positive, sad people, but uh, <laughs> you can do it too. Look within yourselves. Have a good time. What do you enjoy? Do it. Well, buy my CDs. <laughs> exactly. Mike, thank you. One last question. Have, uh, I've been asking people this recently. 
Uh, have you ever run into Andy Dick? And if so, did he uh, fondle you in any way? Uh, Andy uh, kept his uh, hands on his own dick, I guess. Uh, as far as I, he has never, I have met him a few times. I was actually in his house once, oh! uh, unbeknownst to him. Uh, I, I had a friend who lived in L.A. and he had he was friends with a guy who was at the time living in Andy Dick's house. So he was like, "Hey, want to go hang out at Andy Dick's house?" And I'm like, "Yes, for no reason." Do you think, uh, do you think oh, there's a lot of people that have that story? Just I'm just li- I'm living at Andy Dick's house. Probably he was like living in. It was a pretty big sized closet but there was like tons of clothes his room was a closet you're, are you making uh, a gay joke right there uh this guy was i mean i assume if you're li- no i don't know anything about what his deal was what he had to pay in rent but he was living in a literal closet wow. uh and if he was gay then i'm sure he was out of the metaphorical closet there you go but uh yeah so that's uh andy dick has treated me just fine other than when he was like hey everybody get out of my house <laughs> when he i was like no problem i wasn't invited <laughs> perfect mike thank you Thank you. All right.